Welcome to Study, Grow, Know, where we discuss theology, prophecy, and current political issues from a conservative biblical perspective. Here's your host, Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Well, hello, and uh, welcome to another episode of Study, Grow, Know. This is your host, Dr. Fred, and today's subject is simply called Perspective, Because He. Well, global society has literally been experiencing what I think is a controlled demolition for the past two years, and that includes what has been transpiring in the USA. Now, even though C-19 is no longer on the front burner, it did enough damage to create what exists today and has set the stage for what possibly lies ahead, maybe most likely lies ahead. Now, of course, it's not just C-19, but everything that came in with it or because of it. Transgenderism, critical race theory, various famines, crop failures throughout the world. And these are, of course, attributed to climate change. And now the start of potential World War III between Russia and Ukraine and their allies. So in essence, global society has been hit with major interruptions. And in this author's opinion, it's all designed to move the world steadily toward the final fulfillment of Agenda 2030. Biden blames Putin for the oil shortage, which is pulling more money from people's pockets and severely increasing supply costs. We're in 2022, only eight years away from 2030. And let's remember that the Agenda 2030 officially began in the year 2015. So we're midway there, almost. We've also got serious discussion from the Biden administration asking the Federal Reserve to create digital money, digital currency, money that you can't hold in your own hand. And every quote unquote cent of it will be tracked because of its digital nature. If that happens, even though people say, oh, it can't happen in the USA, say goodbye to freedom and the way we've always done business. The more things go digital, the more things can be fully controlled. It's taken many decades to get here, but the world is finally arriving to its current reliance and even dominance on the digital. In 2011, Google created Google Translate, and once that happened, the entire world could again communicate with other people who spoke languages other than English without even having to first learn that other language. This is basically a reset for what will become the new Babel. The world is finally coalescing into a globalized digital oneness that has not existed since Genesis 10 and 11. The book of Revelation speaks of the harlot Babylon that will exist during the end times in Revelation 17. We seem to be on the cusp of this. Now, what we've witnessed and experienced to date is nothing less than Satan using globalists to do all they can to wrest control away from we the people and claim it for themselves. Author Damon Duck through the website Absolute Truth, outlines what he believes is the process that globalists have been using in order to bring in a truly global kingdom, with globalists, of course, at the helm. And you can read the full article and the link in the transcript. It's called Enormous Economic Repercussions, where he lists 10 things occurring now that he believes will usher in the final kingdom. Two years ago, American society was completely locked down with only businesses considered essential allowed to remain open. 
churches and small businesses were non-essential. Many of these small businesses went completely out of business, never to return. Well, during the original 15 days to slow the spread that stretched into two years, the supply chain was seriously compromised and it has never come fully back. Massive amounts of consumer product piled up at shipping docks uh, on both coasts of the United States due to a lack of workers or just simple shutdowns as hundreds of ships were anchored offshore, unable, unable to dock to offload their cargo. We're suffering because of that today. Moreover, as continuing proof that things have been seriously amiss and potentially artificially created, we learned from the John Durham investigation, remember him, that those who believe there was a concerted effort to lie about and destroy Donald Trump at every turn, turns out they may have been absolutely correct. Now, even though Durham is now uncovering facts related to Hillary Clinton and her false claims regarding the Trump-Russia connection and the dossier and everything that goes with it, life goes on with the mainstream media ignoring it and people continuing to believe Durham is on a wild goose chase. So the problems facing the USA and the rest of the world are absolutely enormous, and it seems as though... Many of the problems have been created intentionally, but could have been easily avoided. It all started in earnest when Trump got elected. The left had to push back, and they did so massively, immediately, and continually. One might ask how such a thing could be done. But considering that the left has taken decades to put extreme leftists slash Marxists in power throughout government, education, the media, and major corporations, it becomes easier to understand. The people they put into power tacitly supported the efforts of the treasonous left to subdue, control, and ultimately destroy America. But while C-19 is behind us, though, of course, variants are potentially in front of us, according to Fauci, this fall, October, November, will more shutdowns occur? Will people fall for it? Well, unfortunately, if the numbers of people complaining about airlines dropping the mask mandate due to a federal judge overturning Biden's mask mandate policy for transportation, if that's any indication, there certainly will be a percentage of people who will cry for more shutdowns, masks and other mandates, including lockdowns. They may even demand it because they believe masks and social distancing works, even though actual science proves they don't work at all. One of the biggest problems is that by locking down, wearing masks, and social distancing from people, herd immunity had little to no chance of gaining momentum in society. Those options simply made it easier for C-19 to exist and to increase its presence in society, not weaken. But the left will be the left. And if not for having hypocrisy, they'd have nothing at all. As shown in the two photos I've included in the transcript of Roland Martin vowing to continue wearing masks on airplanes in one image while clearly having no problem being in another venue just a few weeks earlier and closer to people without even wearing a mask. The photos tell it like it is, and they were only, again, two weeks apart. It's also clear that the alleged 95% effective vax wasn't even close to that. Now, I certainly don't fault those who put faith in it, who 
took the vax to themselves. But what we're seeing now with the harm and even deaths should be seriously investigated, yet it's not. Oh, and speaking of harm and death, has any other vax in recent history done what C-19 has potentially done? Doesn't appear to be the case. Why can't every vaccine be more safe than potentially harmful? Do you recall Biden promising that those who got the vax would not get or pass along C-19? Well, he was wrong, totally wrong. Yet the media was not there to call him out or vilify him as they consistently did day after day with Trump, who, by the way, is still being blamed for things he had no hand in creating. But probably one of the worst things I'm seeing right now has to do with actual medical doctors who now feel safe enough to admit that uh, the way C-19 situation was handled from a healthcare perspective was not good or productive. These doctors are now daring to raise their voices concerning the problems they see with the way healthcare authorities push this and are now willing to admit that the mandates and responses prove to be problematic. They're calling for new um, patient laws, you know, ones that support patients. Well, I find it fascinating that these doctors stood by and waved the white flag while many of their colleagues then spoke out regarding the problems they saw. And because of that, they were roundly criticized, condemned, censored, and banned. Some even threatened with losing their license. Many doctors faced the storm and are still being called out and vilified today by the left, only to sow division, distrust, and discord throughout society. So, with these doctors who went unquestioningly along with the government program, and pastors who did the same, by the way, instead of standing up to the overreach, society went into a tailspin, and we are now reaping corporately what has been sown. How does anyone trust these doctors and pastors? who so firmly aligned themselves with Fauci and the CDC and the FDA, and it turns out in many cases they were just wrong. How do they, how do they deserve our trust when they aligned with government bureaucrats? It's not a lack of forgiveness on our part, by the way. It's the ability to see clearly that these doctors and pastors had little to no discernment but expected us to blindly follow their lead. And too many did. But now, as I've noted previously, the avian flu is making a huge comeback, apparently. Even the ex-director of the CDC has stated that C-19 was simply the quote-unquote warm-up for the avian flu that is now circulating throughout the world. How do they know it exists? Well, they use the same PCR test they used to determine who has and doesn't have C-19. Now, this isn't to say, by the way, that chickens cannot become ill. They often get respiratory illnesses and they die from them. It is the nature of the chicken that goes through tremendous stress laying the number of eggs laid each year. But these respiratory illnesses that chickens often develop can and are healed if proper attention is given and quickly. The government solution, though, is to simply euthanize immediately. That's it, period. For globalists' plans to succeed, society does not need to be shut down again. It really doesn't. Sources of food simply need to be destroyed, as is happening now with chickens, turkeys, ducks, and other fowl that people have on their tables every week. And by the way, of course, that means eggs as well. 
Once they do that, they will successfully have created more havoc and dependence throughout society. And this continued controlled demolition will continue if God allows in order for globalists to gain more dominance over society. Now, none of what I'm offering here, by the way, negates the fact that a very real virus or illness went through society, leaving harm and death in its wake. We know that. But if people were really interested in looking at all the facts, most are not, they'll see the amount of deception that created the fearful illusion surrounding C-19. The flu magically disappeared. It didn't happen because C-19 was there. The CDC on numerous occasions quietly reduced the number of C-19 deaths, and the VAERS reporting system was mocked and continually denigrated as being unreliable, yet that was never the case before with any and any other type of pandemic or anything. Now, beyond this, terms like fully vaccinated were also completely changed to reflect a totally new meaning for the first time in history. Anyone who was not 14 days beyond their first and then the second and then the booster vax was for the first time in history considered unvaxed. So they could have had the first vax and then on the 13th day or the 14th day, they could have died or been terribly harmed, and they would have been labeled unvaxxed because the 14th day had not completely passed. So when these folks were admitted to the hospital, with many of them dying, they were simply labeled unvaccinated, which also helped create the false narrative and illusion that only those vaxxed were the safe ones, just them. So this is all part of the problem that has laid claim over global society. And it's not good news. I admit it's not good news. In fact, if allowed to find its expected end, life will continue to change drastically still more until we are all living in a dystopian future from many sci-fi movies that we've probably watched in the past. That's the bad news. So where do we go from here? What does the Christian do to overcome the negativity, the bad news, the lies, the drama, the corruption, the fraud, the effects of Satan being allowed to control more and more of a global society? What do we do? Well, there's only one thing that I'm aware of, and I will admit right out of the gate here that I am not great at continually and consistently putting into practice yet, but I am working on getting there. Society will continue to move toward that inescapable conclusion of a final globalized world order where 10 kings will rise to rule the earth, unless this is not the time for that to happen. Only God knows that. And so far, he has not let me know if this is it or not. And he probably has not let anyone know if this is it or not. It simply seems to be the case but I cannot speak with certainty on it, and I never have done so. The only thing I know how to do to combat the evil that is growing throughout the globe is to draw closer to God. How is that done? It is done by adjusting our perspective so that it aligns with God's. It is in understanding that God remains in charge because He alone is sovereign. Satan and his globalist sycophants are not. Knowing his promises to his children, 
and believing that he will fulfill them on our behalf for his glory. For those who are willing to embrace these promises is what we need to do. We are told, for instance, he will never leave or forsake us. Deuteronomy 31, 6 to 8, 1 Chronicles 28, 20, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, 1 Peter 5, 7, 2 Timothy 1, 7, Hebrews 4, 16. You should look those up. Refresh your memory. Renew your mind with those truths. This should cause us to fall on his grace and mercy in these troubling times. Now, a few days ago, I woke up at 2 a.m. and my mind immediately began filling with terrible thoughts I couldn't shake. And the same thing happened early this morning, except I deliberately did something different that I had not done a few nights before. I began quoting scripture and I filled my mind with praise and adoration to him. You cannot think of bad things while deliberately reciting scripture and praising him at the same time. The two are mutually exclusive. One pushes out the other. You either give in to the fear or you push on to the praise. It's always yours and my choice. Your choice or my choice. We need to choose deliberately. We have an infinitely amazing God. He overcame and overcomes in and through us if we let him. I want to leave you with this short video link from Pastor Alistair Begg, who reminds us of something exceedingly powerful that I know I do not focus on enough throughout my day. Now, the video, and there's a link to it in the transcript, is just under four minutes. It's a wake-up call for all Christians. Is it about us or is it about him? If you think you have nothing to praise him for and you're racking your brain trying to find something, well, all I can tell you is you are as wrong as I have been. Listen to Alistair Begg when he talks about the man on the middle cross. Carry on in his grace his strength, and his truth. Thank you for joining me. And until we meet again, I pray that God will open your eyes to the reality that you have in him. You've been listening to Study, Grow, Know with Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Please join us each week for new broadcasts that deal with theology, prophecy, and political issues from a biblical conservative perspective. 